Welcome, you're at OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. This show is about real people battling real mental issues, and experts with tips to help in the battle. If you want to know more, please check out my trailer. Your host is Bob Adelman, and his notes about today's episode follows. This episode talks about what you can do to make yourself happier. There are techniques that anyone can practice to make their life happier for real. Join me as we talk about those techniques with a very unique woman who has lived an incredible life. Like many of us her childhood was less than perfect. However, one day she decided to do something about it. That's when she began her spiritual journey that led her to who she is today. Monique Rhodes talks with me about her techniques that can help on your road to happiness in your life. She is a master at teaching you how to calm your mind, live a happier life. Hear how she can help you on your pursuit of happiness. Now here's Bob's interview with Monique Rhodes. Hi, Monique. How are you today? Hi, Bob. So lovely to be with you and talking with you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Could you tell our listener more about what you do? Yeah. So, Bob, I teach, um, basically, I'm a mindset coach. I teach people how to be happier. And this has come about by having a pretty tough time in my own childhood and really wanting to understand, was it possible to change my happiness levels or not? And so that's what I set out to do. And that's the work that I do. I, I basically teach people the skills that I've learned to be able to transform their lives so that they can be happier. Yeah, it was amazing. I listened to a lot of your podcasts. And I thoroughly enjoyed them. In in one of them, I remember you saying, you have to live in the now. And that's something I had in one of my broadcasts. Could you go into more about how living in the now can help? Sure. I mean, I I feel that there are sort of two, you know, what people don't really understand is that if we're living in the past or living in the future, it creates a lot of stress and anxiety. So basically the situation that most of us live is that we're living with our thoughts running off into the past all the time. And the past is really just an imaginary place because how we see the past is dependent on what it is that we remember. And that is completely subjective. So the past doesn't exist, and it certainly doesn't exist in the way that we remember it. And then the future doesn't exist either, because it's not come yet. And the only thing we can do is imagine what the future is going to look like. So if we look at it this way, then what we can discover is that we have two places where most of us are living, the past and the future. Neither of them truly exist. They're figments of our imagination. So if we want to not experience so much stress and anxiety, one of the most important things that we can do is to actually practice living in the present moment. Because if we're living in the present moment, we can understand that this is the only moment that truly exists. And our stress and our anxiety begin to dissolve when we do it. Because our stress and anxiety are dissolving because we live in the only moment that really is existing. So that's why it's very important to do practices like meditation that teach you how to live in the present moment. That's a good message. Um, Would you go more into uh, meditation? Because I've always been interested in it. 
but I have uh, not been able to really get anything out of it. And I guess it's because I'm trying too hard or something. Right. Well, I think that one of the biggest um, problems that we have is that we think that meditation is about getting rid of our thoughts. And it's not. Meditation really is about, you know, learning to be in the present moment. It's like a muscle. And every time our mind wanders off, the, the real practice is to bring it back into the present moment. And that's what I teach in my course, The Happiness Baseline. Oh, sorry, The 10-Minute Mind and also The Happiness Baseline. But in The 10-Minute Mind, that's specifically about meditation. And what I teach after studying meditation for over 25 years is that I teach you how to bring your mind back into the present moment so that it literally stops dancing off. Because for most of us, our minds are completely out of control and that creates a level of exhaustion in the mind. And in that exhaustion, we're highly reactive rather than making choices about how it is that we're responding. Could you explain your program? One of the most important things is to find, you know, a teacher that teaches you meditation that you feel you can relate to. So it doesn't matter, you know, who that person is, as long as they are teaching you properly how to stay in the present moment. That's what you want to be looking for. And there are lots of different people with lots of different techniques and styles. And it, it can be very, very good just to go with someone that, yeah, you, you really feel that you can relate to. So that's, um, that's what I encourage you to do is exactly that. So, yeah, in 10 minutes a day, you can start to learn meditation I think 10 minutes is long enough, particularly when you're beginning. It's really important that you can start to see results quickly. And by learning over, you know, 10 minutes a day, it's not too difficult, it's not too taxing, and it's possible for you to see results quickly. So that's what I encourage you to do. And, you know, this program was designed for universities and colleges, college age students initially i wanted something that we could really reach you know young people who might struggle to stay focused and this program's been very very powerful it's used in over 70 colleges and universities around the world so i think if a college student can use it and we have thousands and tens of thousands of them using it then i really encourage you to use it yourself so just come to moniqueroads.com and you find all the information there i'm a very negative person uh, I've always been that way. My parents were negative and they taught me well. Uh, what what would you advise a person like myself who is kind of always looking towards the negative side of things? Just to understand that all you're trying to do is protect yourself, but that negativity doesn't actually create a level of self-protection. Negativity creates problems because we are what we think. And with our thoughts, we create our world. So if you're thinking in a negative way consistently, I, I can promise you, and you probably experience this, negative circumstances show up. Right. Whereas if you can keep your mind real about what's really going on in the world, then you can have the ability to decide, how, how do I want to see things? I have a choice in the way I see things. And if you can tame and train your mind so that you are looking at things in a more positive way. And I'm not meaning to whitewash things or anything like that, but, you know, we, we really get to choose the story that we tell about anything. Then what you'll find is that positive things start to show up. So 
it's a very important thing to do to start working with the mind in this way. We had an episode called All's Well, where the person on there said, if you have a negative thought, it's like a radio station, you just change your channel. Uh, so if I'm having a negative thought, I just change that thought to a channel that I enjoy more. And it's worked for me. What do you think about that concept? Yeah, you, you can do that, but it, it's pretty hard to change the channel. So if, if I said to you, Bob, you know, you're thinking about difficult things, and, and I say to you, just change the channel, what are you going to change it to? If, you're, if your habitual thought pattern is to be negative, then you have to get to the root of the tree. It's mm-hmm. almost like saying, well, there's a tree outside and it's got purple leaves, but I want it to have green leaves. Well, just change the color of the leaves. But it's not that simple because something is causing the leaves to be purple instead of green, and you need to get to the root of the tree. So one of the most important things, instead of saying, well, you just change the channel, that can be very hard to do. So it would be wiser instead to go to the root of the problem, which is the mind, which is out of control. So if you can learn to work with the mind and train it to be more in control, then you will be able to change the results that you're getting, which are the leaves of the trees. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes total sense. But I still think that changing the channel works. Uh, I believe what you're saying is that you have a method where you won't even get a bad thought or you'll get less bad thoughts. So you don't have to change the channel so much. Another thing I wanted to talk about was I've had many years of recovery and I still feel that I'm not really content. How do you think that I can reach that point to where I'm content? Uh, Look, the first thing I think of, Bob, is you should be doing my course, The Happiness Baseline, because really one of the biggest things to understand is that happiness is a habit. And when I meet people who are suffering from a lot of stress and anxiety and things like that, what what we can see is that the habitual place that their mind goes to is a stressful, anxious, and depressed one. So we have to turn that around. And you can't turn that around in one big swoop. What you have to do is to start changing small behaviors. And that's what we do in the happiness baseline. So my program, The Happiness Baseline, is an eight-week online course teaching people how to be happier. We, we test people at the beginning with the Penn State University Happiness Inventory. And this inventory is um, amazing. It's you know, highly respected. And what we find is that every single person who completes this course ends up at the end of it in a much better place than they were when they started when they test again. And the, the way that I do this is by, by changing small habitual patterns in you over eight weeks. And that's what I would really encourage you to do because you'll be able to see very clearly at the end of eight weeks which of these strategies had the biggest effect on me. And I promise you, if you do this course, Bob, at the end of eight weeks, you will be happier. Well, I'm going to certainly consider taking the course just to switch up a little, I was wondering about your childhood. Did you have a difficult time in your childhood? 
Absolutely. I had a very violent and very abusive childhood that I grew up in, as well as being adopted at the age of 10 days old. So yes, it was it was very difficult. And I think for a lot of my childhood, I was suffering from depression. I absolutely was suffering from anxiety and trauma and probably stress disorders as well due to the environment that I was living in. Yeah. Uh, so your parents were basically uh, kind of abusive. Yeah. Um, I don't really go into the details much, but yeah. I'm sure that most people can imagine and relate to, a, yeah, a very, very frightening um, environment to be growing up in. Yeah. I know I know how that is. My father used to be a, a rage, rage hall, like I guess you could call it. And it was uh, very difficult uh, to grow up uh, with, you know, a couple of brothers that were very abusive. And I think because of my ADHD, I don't know if you know a lot about that. I think I make a lot of mistakes. So I think that's part of why I'm so negative. I don't think that there's a problem making mistakes. We all make mistakes. What the problem is, is what that voice in your head says when you have made them. Because the more you have a negative voice in your head giving you a hard time when you make mistakes, the lower your confidence is going to be. When your confidence is lower, then what's going to happen? You're going to make more mistakes. So it's a vicious cycle. So it's really important to look at this voice in your head that is parroting back to you things that you believe about yourself. You have a belief that you make a lot of mistakes. So because you believe that, that is what you will play out. I don't believe things like that. So I I used to, but because I don't believe things like that about myself anymore, I show up differently. So it's really important to look at the belief systems that we hold about ourselves and recognize them for what they are. They're just a story. And maybe it's time to start changing the stories you tell about yourself, Bob. That sounds very promising. Um, one question I had is, when you did have depression and you tried to get better, what really got you out of it? The work that I did got me out of it, Bob. When I started to stop seeing myself as a victim as to what had happened, to understand that, you know, the past was over, the only thing I had was the present moment, and that I had the ability to make the choice in every moment how I wanted to show up. And then the, the, habitual way that I used to show up, which was feeling sorry for myself and struggling, began to dissolve because I understood that it wasn't what happened to me. It was my response to it that actually counted. And so I started to respond differently because I realized that happiness and suffering came from within my mind rather than externally. So I started to work seriously with my mind. I started meditating as the very first thing that began to change my life. If someone doesn't have an opportunity for whatever reason to take your class, um, what would be a good alternative? I mean, you've, you've got to learn. So it's like anything, Bob, you have to have someone teach you. So you either find a, a teacher online, which most people do because it's so convenient and so easy, or right. you have to find someone at a, community center or something like that who's teaching that you relate to that you like and and go but 
I mean, the most important thing is, is that you learn from a good teacher because there's lots of people these days who are teaching meditation, who have done, who have very little experience in that space. So to be honest, I think learning online is the best way these days because you have the biggest chance of getting a qualified teacher. Is there anything that, that we haven't covered that you would want to talk to our, our listeners about? I mean, I just think the biggest message that I hope to get across is that, you know, it's your choice how how you are in the world. And there's no victims in this. There's There's lots of people who have had very, very difficult lives and big experiences that have happened to them. And each of us have the ability to choose to change our life. And I just really encourage you to do it. Thank you very much. That was a great review of your program. I'm going to seriously consider it. I urge everyone else to take a look at it. I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I hope that we can do other shows in the future once I have looked at the program and I'll be able to ask more questions. Not a problem. And in the meantime, you know, people can come and find me at MoniqueRhodes.com. You can come and listen to my podcast as well if you feel like it. And yeah, just find some of the resources that we have online and and come and, you know, start working with me. I promise you, if you do the work, I can change your life. I really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy. You do a lot of other things. And to come on a program that is not, you know, the number one program out there is a very, very nice thing to do. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Bob. It's so nice to connect with you. Monique Rhodes, an amazing person. I had a lot of technical difficulty before the show, and she was very nice. But I would have went a little bit longer with this, probably. But I was frazzled, so to be honest with you. And I think what we got out of it was a lot of good information. Of course, she has a course that you can check into. I don't endorse... Or recommend anyone. I don't know what it's... I don't know what a class is like. So I'm just going to say, check it out. Doesn't hurt. It's at monicarose.com. Her podcasts are great. If you just listen to her podcast, they kick ass. I mean... I mean, they're really good. Uh, they're like 10-minute things, and they're every morning, I think. If you can't make it to her classes, then... She does advise that you find somebody to help you with your meditation. Monique Rhodes. I mean, she's the biggest guest as far as, you know, being a rock star. (laughs) Um, You know, she played with, uh, what was it? Not Mick Jagger. She played with Chuck Berry. So, I mean, that's incredible. And she's done so many incredible things. The thing I thought was the most important out of today's show was the understanding of the concepts of now and meditating and spirituality. If you live in the moment, it's so much easier. It's like a journey of, let's say, 20 miles you have to walk. You don't think about the 20 miles or even 300 feet. You do one step at a time. 
de I have been having a tough time. I don't know why. But I keep moving the thought and changing the channel. I know she said that it's not enough. Probably she's right. But it works. And so when you do get a, a bad thought, you just say, no, I'm not going to think it. And I think that really works well. That's for me. I enjoy these podcasts. I hope you do, too. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I thought I'd do a little bit at the end because we had a short, short show. All right, I love you guys. And keep listening. There's going to be more and more people. It's getting there. It's, I can feel it. It's, it's almost about to burst open. Okay, that's it. I'll see you guys on the next show. It might be a solo show. It might be an interview. I don't know yet. But have a great remainder of the winter. Take care. Bye-bye.